Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On the boss man show, friend of the show, Lavelle Sanders, big on some Bearcats, doing really well, five and four in America East, out on Long Island right now, playing Stony Brook tomorrow night. Lavelle, my man, how have you been, brother? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. I'm uh, I'm healthy. Family is healthy. Um, you know, team is doing well. Can't ask for nothing more, man. I hear that, man. I know you had a couple of tough losses here recently but she was five and two man uh, playing well in America East play tell me about what was the key to you guys hot start in America East play as you all getting better as joining as a team as you a lot of junior season on your roster brother yeah I think you know um it was it was everybody getting comfortable with each other I, I think you know part of your non-conference schedule and why you put a non-conference schedule together is it, to prepare you for conference play and so I thought we you know it was the first year of, you know, new kind of a new system, how we want to play offense and defense. So the guys that were here had to get used to that. Um, the new guys kind of had to get to used to it also because they came from from a different place. And so when you kind of put all those things together, it's going to take some, it, it, of course, it's going to take some time. Um, and, and I thought we, we, we had a chance to be good because we had some good players. Um, I, I was telling everybody, you know, who would listen, you know, that just because of what we did in the past, I thought that we had a good enough team to be able to compete. Um, I didn't put a win-loss total on, on anything, but I, I just thought that we had a, a good enough team to compete. And, you know, that's what we're doing. Guys are really, really competing. That, and that's first and foremost. I always, I always tell them, main thing for me is go out there and compete, you know, and and, and, and that's what you got to have. Um, you got to be competitive. And, and, and we, we're doing that right now. And I think we're, you know, every coach that we play against, when we shake hands in that handshake line at the end of the game, they always say, listen, man, you, you, you're doing a great job. Your team is playing well. Keep it up, man. It's, it's, it's great how you guys turning this thing around. And, and and that's all you can ask for. No doubt. And how key was it to have Ashley workouts this year? Because, you know, 2020, 2021, not so much. So how key was having summer and fall before the game started in November to actually install your system, get reps together, and kind of build that bond you want to have as you go through this year from hopefully through March here. Right. So, you know, we we, we were able to start, you know, I think I took over and I gave the guys, I think the guys had like five weeks to go home. And then we got, you know, we got back and it was, it was you know, we were able to start working out in the spring. 
and we kind of laid our foundation. And I, you know, for me, I think that the first thing I told my, my, my athletic trainer was like, yo, listen, we got to make this thing hard, you know, because that's what life is about. It's, 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 things are hard before they get easy. Um, so I was like, you know, we were waking up 6 a.m., you know, working out every day. Um, you know, of course, you know, we had to take our time off or whatever, but we were working out, we were hitting the weights, we were, we were conditioning. Um, and then, like you said, we were have, we were able to kind of do a lot of skill work. And one of the things that we, we really did when we took over was, you know, because we were here, right. We were assistant coaches. We, we kind of knew the players, right. And we didn't have to watch a whole bunch of game film. We knew what their strengths and weaknesses were. And so we just put a plan together to help these guys improve. Um, and then kind of enhance things that they do well. And so those those workouts that we had were, were vital. You know, without those workouts, man, we, we probably wouldn't be in the position we're in right now um, because you always want to, you know, you want to improve the guys you have, right? You One of the ways that you, I think, become a better team is, of course, you have to have talent, but the guys that you have on your team, you have to actually help those guys get better. And I think that's what we, we did um, with a lot of our guys. I mean, we had some guys, you know, come back in tip top shape you know when we had our exit meetings with, with all of the players one of the things we were talking to guys about was we didn't put all this work into in the spring for you guys now to go home for this you know six weeks or five weeks or whatever it was and not do anything like you guys got to come back um and be ready to go you know and i i, I mean i gotta applaud the guys because you know they did a really really good job we had one guy center who was overweight last year had problems with his knees man he came back in five weeks i want to say he lost 35 pounds in five weeks. Um, and he did all this without, you know, he kind of did all of this on his own. He was in North Carolina, um, living his living his life. He was in kind you know, he was in communication with the trainer, you know, just talking to him about, you know, food and all those kind of things. But he did everything on himself, you know, on, on his own. And so, you know, I applaud him for that. But yeah, th those workouts that we had were big because it kind of set the tone to how we want to have our program run. And I'll be real with you, like for me when I play ball, man, like when I was in the, in Nashville, it was better when I was in Atlanta. Because I was in Atlanta, I'm just doing my thing. When I'm getting pushed by my guys, man, a little bit different story for me. So I know how we can go home be kind of like, you know, I'm my own. But when you with your, with, with your boys, they're going to push you and clown you. If you don't, if you're puking in and doing, doing some gassers, you know, you're going to work harder for sure. Right. No, that's, that's, that's important. Um, you know, that team camaraderie. And like I said, the, the competitiveness, like you have to, even with your teammates, I think you have to compete, right? Like you got to compete and be a competitor. And when you're around, when you're, like you said, when you're around the guys and you're working out, like, you know, if I see this, I see one of my teammates, you know, he's benching this, like, if I can't bench that, I, I want to get there and, and get past him. Right. And so being around, you know, your teammates and having them push you is, is big. And, you know, we, we're going to do the same thing this year and, and, you know, now we kind of got the hang of everything and we kind of have a foundation laid. Now we don't got to, we don't got to lay as much of a foundation as we did last spring in, in the summer, right? Because now we kind of have our foundation laid and now we can start to build on that and get, and get, and get, get guys better and better and better. And speaking of your, your non-league, Lavelle, I saw that you all played some quality opponents with different styles, man, to prepare you for the American East play because it's very diverse of how guys attack you in the American East. But talk about seeing different styles early to prepare you, what you're seeing in your, your conference play right now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because we were talking about, you know, we were talking about, like, I was talking to my athletic director, and he was talking about um, asking me now that I've kind of went through it in terms of scheduling, like, what would you do differently? And I was telling him, you know, Nothing really. I think it's about what you just said. You got to try to schedule opponents 
that are going to help you in terms of style, how they play, um, similar to the teams in your league, right? Again, advantage for me is that I was in this league for two years, so I kind of knew how the, the the old coaches played. You know, we have some new coaches in the league, so, you know, you don't really know how they're going to play, but I knew what the old coaches were going to do. And so we went out and tried to schedule opponents, you know, that play that kind of way. So, again, it, it can help us, you know, um, going forward. And so I thought our, our, our non-conference schedule was, was really good. It, it, I mean, it, it really gave us something. We had some, you know, we had some, some tough losses, some close losses. You know, we had a, you know, we play in Columbia, a team that we kind of play every year. And we were up 16 with six minutes left and we lost that game. And, you know, everybody thought it was the end of the world. And I was just trying to explain to everybody like, yo, you know, this part of the process, you know what I'm saying? Like we've never, ha- we've never played many games where we were up 16 and we had to execute and, and, and close out the game. And so that was a learning process for us. And again, I, I, I always say this, even for the coaches, because again, when you're, when you're preparing your team and you're, you're doing a bunch of different situations, we do a lot of situations in practice. We don't, we don't, we never did. We've never done a situation where we were up 15 and five minutes to go and we need to, you know, execute and run good offense and not turn the ball over. And, you know, we've never did that. And so it was like, yo, these are now, right. It's a, it's a new experience. Like now these are situations we have to even do in practice because you got to be ready for everything when it comes. And so that was even a learning, learning, a learning process for, for us. And so um, the, the non-conference schedule was, was big. And I think we, you know, we have some teams that we have to return games to, um, you know, but we want to, we want to put a nice non-conference, um, non-conference schedule together. No doubt. You kind of, kind of read my mind a little bit. Let's talk about them close games because, you know, you, you really can't duplicate it in practice. You know, when you got another jersey on, referees on the crowds, how you really can know how the pressure really mounts or how you can really get through the pressure. Because like I said, we can do it in practice all day long. Two minutes during practice or whatever, it's the same as when you're out on the field or on the court, man. So I'm happy you got it, got it, got it early because it's, it's got tape, man, to teach about, hey, hey, or doing this situation, let's run this play, or just maybe do some off this play. So now you can something to teach to going forward. Yeah, and, and as you said, you really can't duplicate it in practice, um, like the pressure. Um, but you can, you know, like we have timeouts, and we say, you know, like even last game, we, you know, I don't know, we, we had a timeout with seven minutes left in the game. I think we were plus one, and we were like, listen, we've been here before, right? Like you can, you can go back to that, and when they hear you say that, they can – they can kind of go back to it and say, yeah, you know what, we, we, we've been there. We, we've done that. And of course, experience is the best teacher. You know, experience is the best teacher. And then the more games, the more meaningful games you can play in, like you're not playing meaningful games when you're getting blown by 20 points every game and you're 0 and 15, right? Then there are not a lot of meaningful games, but like right now we're in the thick of it, right? We right there, you know, I think we're in fourth place. Um, you know, we've lost our last two, but you know, we've lost our last two. Um, you know, our last game we lost, you know, 68-68, you know, referee call a foul with 0.4 seconds left, give the team two free throws, right? And they and we lose that way. Um, and then, you know, prior to that, we lost against the defending champions who we had just beat a day, two days before, you know? And so, um, you know, we're not, you know, we're not out there getting blown out. We're competitive in all our games. Um, we, we fight into the end. And so these are the things that I think, um, it's going to help us. And, and, and again, this is a process and you know, we, we're, we're very early, um, you know, in our process, you know, we still have, you know, we're not even a year deep in the, in, in the process yet. Right. And so we still got a, a ways to go. Uh, we, we can get much better. 
Um, and we will. And I, and I think I think we've grown from um, November 7th, I think was our first game, until now, right, February 1st. So if you look at us then to now, we're, we're a total different team. 100%. But one guy who's been constant for you has been Jacob Falco, man, leading the team in scoring, making the game in multiple ways, uh, being a willing passer as well, man. Let's talk about Jacob, man, his development for you guys, man. Yeah, man, Jake has been – he's been great. Uh, we he, Two games ago, he had – you know, he, I think it's like two points, four points, something like that. And, you know, everybody were kind of like, hey, you know, he had a bad game. I'm like, listen, this kid was playing at a, such a high level for like over a month. Um, those One of those games were bound to happen, right? But, yeah, it's funny. Somebody called me about him today and was asking me about it. And I was like, listen, he's like an energizer bunny. bunny. You know, he never stops. You, he, I've never seen him – he's never asked for a sub to come out of the game. He plays on both sides of the ball. You know, you're talking about a two-way player. Um, he's a guy that he's going to guard one of the best players on the other team. Um, he's going to give you everything he has on both ends. Um, he's been – his confidence is through the roof right now. He told – two or three games ago, he told one of our coaches that this is the most fun he's ever had playing basketball. And I think, you know, when you're having fun, when you love doing what you're doing, it shows. And – um, you know, he's such a good player. He's so strong. He can he can get to the basket against anybody. And it's funny, when we signed him, um, a, a lot of people called us and was like, yo, that kid is good. We had a kid that used to go to used to go to Binghamton that played pickup ball with him was like, yo, coach, that kid is nice, you know. And um, we just we just lost to UNBC and one, and, you know, they were kind of recruiting him a little bit. And one of the coaches had asked my um my my one of my assistant coaches was like, yo. Did you guys really think he was going to be that good? And he was like, listen, nobody knew he, he was going to be this good, you know. But, you know, one of the things he wanted to do was when, when we were recruiting him, he was talking about, you know, he wanted to go to a situation where he's going to have the ball in his hands more. And, you know, that's what we do. We put the ball in his hands and we want him to make plays. I try to tell these guys all the time, you know, when I call your number or if I call somebody's number, that doesn't mean that that guy has to shoot the ball. That just means that that guy – has to be a playmaker for us, right? And that means he's making a play for himself. He's making a play for his teammates. I always just tell these dudes, just do what the defense tell you to do. If I penetrate Definitely. to the hole and the defense, the defender steps up, my job is to dish the ball off, right? If I penetrate and nobody step up, my job is to go to the basket and get a layup. And so if you do what the defense tell you, like that happened to us last game. I know I'm going off a little bit, but we- Are you good, brother? You good. We played against UMBC and we prepared, you know, we had prepared for them to play a certain way defensively and they they played that way and we were man we were carving them up first half we had 12 assists and before the half was over they they, they had already kind of got out of the way they wanted to play us um kind of pushing us to our left hand out you know and so second half we we finished the game with 14 assists and and, uh, and, uh, and exactly i said i said listen we, we got 12 assists in the first half playing the way that we supposed to play doing what the defense is telling us and i'm telling them in, i'm telling them this in a timeout i said yo I love the way we're playing right now. You know how we're playing? We're playing exactly what I'm telling you how to do. Do what the defense tell you. That's it. You know, nothing more. Then when you start, when you try to start go out and go out on your own and, you know, you got two, two guys on you and you want to shoot and you don't pass, now you can't, you only get two assists in the first, in the second half. And then you lose the game. You know what I mean? So basketball is not complicated. And, and, and again, like you said, Jake is a willing passer, man. He's, um, I think he won one of the top, top in assists in the league. Um, you know, he had a game this year where he had 28 points, eight assists, you know, against Albany. And so he's um, he's playing great, and we, we need him to continue to play at a high level, um, you know, if we want to keep this thing going because, he's again, he's, he's our leader right now.
because you know when you are willing passer, you know this is that you open up the defense cause to have conflict. Make them maybe make them choose. Do I want to take away your scoring, or do I want to take away your teammate scoring? You know, right? Or do you want and, somebody to penetrate and pitch, or you want to you know do some things, some get them in rotation? So like when you are willing passer, so many things op- opens up for you. Uh, right, but you, you you know as, as well as I do is that scoring is the the most high profile thing, right? That's what gets all of the accolades to scoring. And so again, our job as coaches is try to get these guys to understand that you have to be a good teammate, right? And a good being a good teammate is putting yourself and your team in a position to win ball games. Now we're not. Everybody goes out and watch the NBA. The college game and the NBA game is so different. Amen. Right? It's, it's, it's such a different game. You cannot compare the college game to the NBA game. And all of these guys, they go out and they watch these NBA players train and, and, and do all of the isolation stuff. And I try, to, I try to explain to them, there's not a lot of isolation in college basketball because there's help side defense, right? There's no illegal defense. No, there's no illegal defense. No, it's nothing. You can zone up people. It's not, right. it's not illegal. You can zone up people in college right. ball. And so, so that's, it's that's hard, a big difference. Right, and it's hard. So it's hard to just get an isolation against good basketball teams, especially teams in our league. Teams in our league are pretty good, right? And so, you know, our kind of, you know, what we try to focus on offensively is creating a, a, a mismatch um, or creating an advantage and just trying to keep that advantage throughout the play. So basically, as I said, if I call a play for Jake, and this say it's a ball screen, for example, and somebody comes and set a ball screen, and Jake comes off the ball screen, and if Jake has two guys on him, now we have an advantage because somewhere somebody's open. So it's Jake's job, being a playmaker, to find that guy who's open. And that guy who's open, his job is to keep our advantage. So that means that if he gets the ball and somebody is – not on him, he has to shoot the ball. If somebody is on him, closing him out, he has to drive the ball or pass the ball to the next guy who's open. So we want to we want to create an advantage and just keep that advantage throughout our possession. Um, and then and again, it's you know we've been working on that all season because we do have some guys that want to catch and hold. Um, and so we've been trying to you know kind of get better at that all season. You know, like you've watched Atlanta Hawks. We for those one one play. It's called four way go. But Trey Young comes on the right side of the court, gets you for a floater, a three, or a Capella dunk, or a weak side three of the Hunter or whoever's in that weak side three spot. Right. That's our offense. It you know, that's the Hawks offense. It's like you said, you can't watch the NBA if it's your conflict because they said you can zone up, you can't zone the NBA. It's illegal defense. So be on your I tell you, I say, be on your level. If you're right. good enough, you can you will get there, but master the level you're at right now. Because if you do that, the eyes of the sky does not lie. They'll right. find you. Oh, yeah. And then, again, it doesn't matter what level you play at now. You know, like they, they find you. You know, they there's so much scouting and stuff going on. Um, you know, everybody knows everybody. I have, you know, college coach. One of my college coaches is an NBA scout. Um, you know, one of my my room, my college roommate, my freshman year is, is a is – a, um, He's a uh, he's an assistant coach with Toronto Raptors, and so there, there's a lot of people out here that 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 you know you're connected, you know. And so if I got somebody that I think can play in the NBA, you better believe I'm gonna let those guys know. You know what I mean? And so you know, like you said, if you can play, they'll find you. And some of you mentioned about just doing the defense says, man, you kind of brought back to an old memory of my old quarterback could not read Mantle Zone like my man. <laughs> just read Mantle Zone, brother. <laughs> 
Just read it, man. A zone defense, please. Don't, 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 don't throw me the ball. <laughs> so yeah. you gave me a bad flash, man. Levin, please <laughs> read the defense when it gives you. But, 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 JR, man, I mean, like, you, it, it sounds so simple, and, and, and it's such a hard thing because players. Again, they want to do all of the, the, the step backs. They don't want to do the, the simple, the simple play. They don't want to make the simple play. They want to make the hard play. And I just try to explain to them, man, if you just do what the defense tell you, the game will be so much easier for us, you know? Um, but again, we have we have guys that um, we have to get better at that. And again, that's, that's part of our jobs. That's what makes the job exciting, um, you know, and again, it's the process, and that's what we we in right now. We're in the process. We still we still got a long way to go, but again, we're we're making progress uh, while we're in this process. You know, and you know what's good, Lavelle. I've told somebody earlier today about while somebody heavy on my show today is that your team, like you said earlier in the interview, has gotten better since day one. Like when I watch the ESPN three, I see you all getting better. I see your team engaged on on this. I don't say I look at the sidelines. See if guys are engaged. If they're they're powerful now playing. No. Your team's engaged still on sidelines, even in time they're engaged. Because I watch for that because you know, if they're not paying attention to you in the time they don't really care about the game, their their minds are loose. So your guys will tell you if you look watch from afar, they're locked in on you and what you guys are doing out on the court. And I like that they're together and connected right now for real. Yeah, you know what? I, I talk about that a lot, man. I, I talk about because we have, you know, we we really have 13 players that can play, but you know, in, in, in basketball, it's not realistic that 13 guys can't play. You know, we only have 200 minutes in the game, right? And so, um, I, but I always try to explain to these guys that your time will come, right? And you're not going to be prepared when your time comes if you're sulking, if you're pouting, if you're mad you didn't play. Um, the best thing to do is to be engaged on the sideline, um, to continue to work out, continue to get shots up. Because again, when your time comes, um, you want to be prepared. You don't want to be ready. You want to be prepared for when the time comes. And the only way that happens if you stay locked in. Um, and then the other thing is that we we coach that. You know what I mean? Like we we watch video. You know, we watch video. We show them if they're not engaged. We we say like, look, we're not we're not together. You know. And so they they understand that, right? And and you know, we 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 t- I talk about together. We say we got one, two, three. We say let's get hot. That's a, it's kind of a something that we one of our players created last year. And so, but then we say four, five, six, we say together, right? Because I, I truly believe, and I know that the only way we can do this is together. There's, 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 Jake gets a lot of the headlines because he's leading this. You know, he, at one point he was leading the league in scoring and blah, blah, blah. He gets a lot of headlines, but a lot of those, those headlines don't happen if guys are not setting screens for him, guys are not making shots, um, guys not helping him on defense. And so, you know, guys are not getting on the ball when he's open. And so that, you know, he, he's going to get the headlines, but I always try to explain to them that we are going to get the headlines when we win, you know? And, you know, I think one of the biggest compliments a coach can get is, is that, is that your team is together. Um, I, it's funny. I, one, one guy sent me a message after we played Hartford. Um, uh, one guy that I know, we call him Uncle Jim. He sent me a message and he was telling me that the one, that one of the announcers were talking about the bench and how you know how locked in the bench was how engaged the bench was um and and again I think that's important um because again you can see people are paying attention to that right and so if 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 that's something people are going to pay attention to and again we don't do it just because we know people are paying attention to it we do it because we believe 
that that's what you, what what a team is supposed to look like, right? Like that's exactly what a team is supposed to look like. And you know, Lavelle, you know, speaking of that, you know, saying you know, for me, that's one of my regrets of my, my career of playing ball is it being on offense. You really didn't really care what defense did unless you want to let's throw it down and get the ball back. You know, I, I feel like football sometimes it gets too siloed to a degree where you're on offense, we don't care what you on defense, let's get the ball back or vice versa. Special teams, that kind of is the whole team, all the guys who don't play. But offense defense are not really on the same accord as we should be sometimes because we, we're doing different things at different times. And basketball's right. all the time. Football, you got you got the drive. So I feel like playing football the way I did, man, I wish we could have had more connection on all, all sides of the ball. We'd be more one than we than we were as a team. Yeah, and, 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 and again, I can't, I can't speak on that because I don't really – I didn't play football, but I kind of understand what you're saying. And, and yeah, it's totally different because, you know, it's funny because a lot of times I feel like I, you know, sometimes like, man, why we, can we get it some, like a guy that's only going to play offense? And then we got a guy that's only going to play defense, right? Because you got some of these guys that are one dimensional, right? Um, but, you know, I, that, that doesn't happen in basketball. And, 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 and you know, I think it's, it's good because, again, it makes everybody's responsible for, for everything, right? And, um, and when you're when you're when you when you are responsible for everything, you know you have to hold each other accountable. Um, you got to be willing to be to be good teammates. You got to be locked in, as you said. You you know you're not really locked into the defense, and like you said, unless it's a third down, you want to get the you know you want to get the ball back. But you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, basketball is not like that. You know, you have to make sure on every possession, you know, you're you're locked in because you have to not only play offense, but you got to come down in the, in the same accord and, and and play defense, right? And so. Um, it, it's not it's not the same as football. No doubt, man. But I'm happy for your team doing that for you, man. And, you know, nothing I like about your team is that this. You got both of the guys who can make, make threes. I love guys who can make three-pointers. And, you know, another thing called defensive conflict, both of the guys who can that three ball, causing that they might want to collapse too hard, collapse too hard, because you can go right by them, get a dribble drive, get a little easy dunk at the rim, they can out too hard at you. So talk about having guys who can shoot the three, helping you all inside as well, giving you easy, easy dunks and easy layups there. Yeah, I mean, when you've got guys that can, you know, I think basketball now is about creating space, right, and, and having great spacing on the floor. And I think the only way you're going to have great spacing is if you you got guys that can shoot. Now, you can have great spacing if you got guys that can cut, that are good cutters. Um, but the easiest way um, to have great spacing is to have guys that can shoot threes. And we have, we do have some guys um, that are that are pretty good shooters. Um, you know, if I know, for example, Christian Hinkson, who, when he first came to the team, you know, we 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 weren't really sure he has a funky shot. Um, but man, he's really, he's really, you know, um lighting it up. You know, he's had some some unbelievable games for us, some some, you know, double double games. You know, he's had games where he's hit three or four threes. Um, I think last game he he scored three threes in the first half. And so, you know, we got a guy Tyler Bertram who who's been a little funk lately in terms of you know shooting the ball, but he, you know, I think last game was five for twelve from three. Um, he can he can really get hot and, and light it up. Um, you know, we got Dan Petcash, who was a guy who we 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 thought was gonna be a, was gonna be a big part of our team, but he you know he um, messed his ankle up early in the year and then came back and then messed it up again. So he's been out, but he's back now, and so he's starting to get his his um his rhythm back. I want to say he made two or three threes last game, and so yeah, we do have some guys that can that can make shots. How can can make shots? So so again. It, it it makes it a lot easier uh, and it, it creates a lot more space 
Because like you said, you put the defense in conflict. If I'm driving the ball and there's a guy in the corner that can shoot a, shoot the three, like, do I want to help off him or not? You know, like that's a decision you have to make. And again, depending on whatever kind of principles you have defensively, that's what the team does. But again, it just makes everything, it, it gives you, it gives your playmakers a lot more space when you have guys that can shoot three. Like think about what you was just talking about with, with Trey Young in a four-way goal or whatever, whatever that play is. Um, again, because he's such a great playmaker, uh, meaning that he can make plays for himself and his teammates, you know, um, what's his name? Huerta? Huerta? Huerta. Or Bogdanovich or Connor. Yeah, or Bogdanovich, right. So you got these guys that space on the perimeter, and now it's like, all right, are we, we going to let Trey score 40 or 50, or we going we gonna, to we gonna put some defense there, and now we're going we gonna to see if Bogdanovich can make a shot, right? So, again, that's the, that's the conflict you put, you put guys in when you got guys that can shoot the ball. No doubt, man. And you know that that's what I love about watching film on Synergy, you know, because I played AAU ball, I stopped, I chose football, but I still <laughs> have those days of playing ball in my head and watching on film, man. Like, you know, I'm gonna say the Miami Heat are very interesting. They 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 help off the, the strong side three, which is very rare to me. Right. I wouldn't do that personally, but the Heat do that, you know. Right. So when we play the Heat, we put our best shooter in the strong side three. Still, they still do it, but it's like I'd rather help off. You know, I'd rather not do that. I'm staying. I'm staying on strong side three. Force Trey to throw a lot to Capella, or throw it to the weak side three and hope he get there in rotation and close out hard and make a miss. That's just me. But some, the Heat are the weird team that does that opposite way, which is yeah. would, you, would you do that? We don't help with the strong side corner, but again, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat and. There's a lot of coaches are be, can be successful in a lot of different ways. One, my, my, my good friend works for the Heat, and so he interviews um, Eric Spolcher a lot, and he has a lot of kind of interesting concepts that he that he talks about. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it just depends. I, mean, I, I I would help if the guy couldn't shoot, you know. Um, but again, if you're playing percentages and you think about it, like Capella is going to be uh, six for six if he if you give him them them lobs, right? And your best shooters are shooting 43%, you know, 42%. So, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, again, it's all about analytics right now. So you gotta kind of play the, play the percentages. I know we do that a lot. Like, you know, we're going, we're playing against a guy that, you know, shooting 20%, you know, we're not going to be, you know, if he's, if he's in a flare screen, we're not going to be going over the flare screen and, you know, we want to go under the flare screen and make him shoot it. Right. And so, and then, you know, sometimes you get burned, right. You, you get burned when, you know, we don't we, we never do that where we completely just leave a guy open. Right. Because guys are college b basketball players. You know, everybody's going to be able to make a shot if this wide open. Right. And so but you have those teams. I know like when I played over in Europe, Europe, it, they're notorious over there for that. Like if you can't shoot, they, they're not even guarding you, which makes the court even smaller. You know, now you got, you know, guys just clogging up the lane. Um, but yeah, it, it just depends on what your philosophy is. That's all. The last night, Toronto gave John Collins the, the corner of three. He hit me and he, he missed all the ball of them. I was like, so Tim's not there in JC to shoot threes because he wants to shoot threes. They, they're in the shooter. He's, he's taking them. You know, I'm like, bro, drive, draw two, throw the gallo or Bogdanovich with the second unit. Well, let big old but Hunter Miller get a dunk. But that's 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 ego. That's the ego, right? And because you're daring me to shoot, I can shoot. But I I, I try to tell my guys like, you know, we got guys on our team that are not knockdown shooters, right? And so 
some teams, when they play against us, they want to give them them opportunities to take those shots. And I try to explain to our guys, all right, you make one, you miss one or two. Now it's time to start driving, right? And so if I'm penetrating and your man is in help and I kick the ball to you, like drive it. Or if I'm penetrating, your man is in help, let's cut, right? Like let's not just stand in and take, you know, three pointers. And now all of a sudden we're going to be one for six. And now the team is going to be running back because that's what they want. They want you to take six threes because you're not a three point shooter. Right. And so, you know, and again, I, probably college is a, is, a, is a little bit more. You can control it a little bit more. You know, John Collins is signed for one hundred million dollars. You know, what's his name? John Collins. Yes. Five yeah, is one twenty five. Yes. Right. He's signed for one hundred twenty five million. And so um, and he can make some threes. And so because he can make some. You know, he's going to shoot a lot of them and he, he's, he's making 125 million. So what is Nate McMillan going to tell him? Exactly. You know, I, I just I just like to watch it. I see I, the Lakers, they didn't shoot threes, too. He did it Sunday, his Lakers, too. But we won the game, so it didn't really matter. But right. the Raptors like, OK, we're going to dare, dare you again. And right. I'm pretty can sure you, the can you do it? We, we going, we going off the numbers. Can you do that consistently? No, it, the, the numbers say you can't do it consistently. And so you go the, when he does when he makes those shots, you're going to win games. You know, when you miss those shots, you're probably going to lose games. And again, there's going to be some, there's going to be some, you know, you, you're going to make them and you're going to lose and you're going to miss them. And you're going to win, right? There's going to be some of those games also. But at the end of the day, when the season go, comes to an end and they're going to add up all the data, the data, I'm pretty sure it's going to say, well, we we want him to take that shot. You know, I wish he'd been in the post more, but Capella claws up the middle. That's, that's, that's where the fit with Capella is tricky because. He really can't be down low because they want Hawks going to be four out one in. So he's going to be at on on the wing, on either the on the weak side wing most likely, so he can get to the dunker spot if Capella gets the ball or is doubled. So he's in the dunker spot. So it's like I'm Jason telling you, just, man, I played, I, I coached the team overseas. We finished the regular season in second place. And playoff started, we were playing against the fifth place team, uh, the seventh place team. And we had our stretch four kid um, who had went to Notre Dame. He got uh, he got injured. He, he messed up his meniscus. So he ended up leaving. He was our only big man that can shoot. We had four big guys. He was the only one who could shoot. So we have three big guys left and none of them could shoot. And two of them had to be on the court at all times. Then we had two point guards that couldn't shoot. Um, so we had five players on our team that couldn't shoot. And we had three players who could shoot. Four players. We had nine players. Four players who could shoot. Do you know that five-game series went to five games? And we had beat that team four, four times during the year. We, what they were doing, they shrunk the floor. They did. We, we lost the first game at home. And all of a sudden, everybody was nervous. Because they dared us to shoot. Our two-point guards went two for, like, 22 the first game. Because it was like, they daring me to shoot, so I'm going to shoot it. And now, as a coach, you got to figure out, damn, how am I going to help this team, right? And you know what we had to do? We had to start cutting. We had to start cutting because we, we couldn't just stand out on the court and shoot. Those guys that sh couldn't shoot, they had to become screeners, right? Because we were... I mean, after every game, I would go and I would I would try to figure out how to because when we played that game and we had a certain way we wanted to play, the next game that that coach was prepared for it, so we had to figure out we had to make some adjustments 
in terms of, all right, so I think maybe they're going to do this. We had to do that. Right. And that's what playoffs is about. You know, you play a team, you got to beat it. You play a team five times. You got to beat them three times. Um, or you play a team seven times. You got to beat them four times. It's all about adjustments. Um, that's the one thing that, I, you know, about college basketball that's so different is that. Um, one day, one it, good day. Yeah, but but also there, there's not a lot of adjustments that happen oh, no. in the college game. You know, like we do, we we honestly we we kind of do things in four minute increments. You know, and like so every, every four minutes you got a, a kind of a media timeout, right? And so we'll do something for four minutes, and if it's working, we'll we can stay with it. If it's not working, we'll go to something else, right? And so we're we're kind of constantly making adjustments in the game, depending on what's working and what's not working. You know, but. You know, I, I find that a lot of college coaches just kind of stick with one thing. Yes. Um, you know, and then that, that's kind of you know, it's, it's different compared to the the, the, the pro game. Yeah, it's, it's plan A does not work. We're screwed. There's not many counters off plan A, which I'm like, it blows my mind to Lavelle watching because you know, I guess me been watching the NBA as long as I have for the last twelve years being in as as my job. Like, I'm used to seeing adjustments being made. Or you still they're just having plan A, B, C, and D. You know, right. but. College right. game, obviously, if it's not playing these days, it's not working. Right. And, and, and the other part about that, too, is that, like, I know from experience now that, especially with college players, you have to kind of go through everything. And so if you haven't taught that, it's going to be hard for those guys to in-game adjust to it, right? And so, like I was telling you, like, you know, we have – we have certain guys on our, our team that have some weaknesses, right? And a lot of times teams want to push them to those weaknesses. And so we had to, you know, kind of, because it just started happening in conference play. And so we had to we say, oh, okay, this is happening to us. And now we got to go back and we got, we have to kind of, you know, have some breakdown sessions and breakdown sessions on when teams play us this way, we got to do this, you know, because, when it was happening in the game, on the fly, we weren't able to adjust to it. You know, like the players themselves weren't able to adjust to it. So, so for example, if I'm a left-handed player and I want to go left, if a team pushed me to my right, like, what am I gonna, what am, what am I gonna do? You know, when you get pushed to your weakness, you you become uncomfortable, right? You become insecure. Now you don't want to like drive right, you know. You you just now you want to get rid of the ball, but you are our best player. We need you to be our playmaker, right? And so we had to figure out ways to like, all right, when somebody does this, this is what we got to do. And you know, the next thing is like ball screen coverages. It's like we have to go over every ball screen coverage, right? Like we have to, if a team plays this way or that way or that way, we got to go through all of those coverages because. You know, we got to we got to explain to the guys like when we play our sets and they do this. Now you got to do this, you know, because really, man, I mean, and again, that, like me coming from coaching professional is so different because, again, a lot of times guys have a lot of game experience and they can uh, they can adjust to that by themselves, you know. But at the college game, and again, I, I'm talking about where I'm coaching. at. I don't know about what happens at Kentucky or Duke, but when I'm coaching now, now in Binghamton in our league. Like we have to go through everything because if we don't and somebody does that to us, we're going to be screwed, you know? And so we, we, we leave no stones unturned. You know, we go through every, we do ball screen breakdown stuff all the time because, you know, we want to explain to these guys, like when this happens, you got to do this. So they're not crippled 
when that happened to them in the game, right? And so we go to we go into the game pretty much ready for any kind of coverage because we've went through that week after week after week. No doubt. Like I say, you know, the Hawks, you see me out right here, 15 or 14, 13, hard heads drop, you know, you hear a stunt. So, like, you, you know, you like, you hear dig. So, like, I know they have about 14 different coverages each game, minimum. They, they, right. they, they, they can call. It is right. like simple, 15, which you know what that means, and 13 and 14 or whatever, right. or dub or dig. So, like, you know, it's like and, – and, 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 and and so and it's for us it's kind of similar, like we don't guard everybody the same way, right? Like so, and this is what we always try to tell, explain to our guys that we have to be locked in because, again, this four minutes this didn't work, and so when we have that timeout, we change it right in the huddle. Yo, that that's not working. So we're gonna play it like this. We're gonna do this with fourteen. We're gonna play him this way. With thirteen, we're gonna play him this way, right? And you have to be locked in. And ready. So when you talk about you looking at our huddles and the guys are engaged in our huddles, yeah, because they have to know. Like when you go in the game, you got to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're doing, you're coming out, and so you can't help us now. And now you're not going to play. And everybody wants to play, right? And so you have to be locked in because, as I'm saying, you know, we're going to play still different than we play. You know, Sanders, right? They're two different players. You can't play everybody the same way, right? Like if this person is screening. You know, we're going to play. If he's screening, we're going to play it this way. If this guy is screening, we're going to play it this way. So, again, you you have to be locked in. And, again, it's a – you you have to do that if you want to be successful. Again, when you kind of make it easy for them and you say, oh, you know what, they don't understand. We're only going to do it this way. It's not it, It's not going to be successful. It could be, but for us, it's not it's, – it, we're not successful that way. We got – we have to tailor make things – towards different players you know what i mean and, and again that's that's the part about being that's what i'm saying that's the part about being locked in and guys have to be locked in because if they're not then you get lost in the sauce no doubt and that's why i said i love watching your guys because i know you're throwing a lot at them because i knew you came from you came from a pro game but you're not you're, you're doing it in a teachable way right some guys in college came from came from the pros are doing it in a non-teachable way like they're running the nba concepts with college kids who can't understand it Right, and that's the thing, Joe. Because a lot of times, as 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 players, and especially if you were a good player, you a lot of times a good player would was just doing things, you know, and didn't know how he was doing it, right? And so now, can you go and teach that? Because you don't you don't even know how you did it. It just be, it was like natural for you, but and that's what I learned early on, like. Knowing something and being able to teach something is two totally different things. You know what I mean? Like, as a as a as a as a as a, as a point guard, um, th- there's probably not a lot of point guards that can teach big men, you know, how to make this move or make that move. You know, and I know for me, later later on in my career, I started to post up a lot because I was slower, right? Uh, I wasn't as athletic, but I was bigger than a lot of point guards, so I started to post up a lot. So I can I know what the post stuff looks like because all of the footwork stuff is the same as as, as a guard. You're just doing it on a different part of the floor, right? Um, but it's it's totally different to to like I said to know something, and then how you're going to teach that thing, right? And and again, I think at this level, again, I'm speaking about the level that I'm coaching on. The, the, de- the devil is in the details. You have to be detail-oriented. You cannot just expect that these guys are going to go and know something, Most you know? Definitely. 
You can't do that. Again, you have to, you have to get, you know, and we don't, I like to spend a lot of time on my team. And in terms of scouting, we don't do a whole bunch of knowing what every team, what every set they're going to play. I, I think that's counterproductive. My book, that's just my philosophy. Um, so we spend more time on ourselves. We do spend time on personnel and knowing players and what players do, right? Because I believe players win games, not like plays. Plays don't win the game, right? The player is actually going to go out. So you need to know if you're guarding Lavelle, Lavelle likes to go to his left 80% of the time. So if he got the ball, you know he's going left. So that first step, you should be able to cut him off, right? And so that's what's important for us. It's not really important if like, we play Stony Brook tomorrow. It's not important if Stony Brook is going to play five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten head shorts. It, it, that's not important, right? Because we know when this player has the ball, what this player wants to do. And that's what's important for us. And so I think when a, a lot of coaches spend time, a lot of time on other teams and they get away from helping their team be good. You know, we want to focus most of our time on what Binghamton needs to do to get better and not what Stony Brook needs to do or not what Vermont needs to do or not what Hartford, Hartford, uh, Hartford needs to do, right? Like we don't, we don't really want to focus our time on that. The more we can focus on us, I think the better we can be. And Lavelle, what's I want to tell you, this brother's on my, one thing I also know about you too, man, your demeanor and delivery. See, you can coach a guy if you deliver it with the right demeanor, you know? You're not trying to embarrass a kid, which is some coaches want to cuss them up and down, demean the young man, and make them transfer out of the program. Your, yeah. your demeanor is something that how a kid will buy into you and work harder for you because you're not trying to embarrass and make them feel like they're nothing. You know, so right, you're not I, trying to build your kids up, not bring them down. That's what nothing I want to tell the listeners here about you as well, because I watch you on the sidelines, I see how you do it. You are you are teaching, you're not you're teaching to help, not teaching to hurt or demean or bring down a young man. Yeah, I mean, I because I, I I've been there, right? Like I, I I've been on the sidelines. I know again, there's, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. I think at the end of the day, you have to be who you are. This is who I am, right? I can't go out there and be somebody else I can be I have to be who Lavelle is and who I am is again I always tell these guys I don't have to MF you and I don't have to do all of this I'm going to tell you the truth right and I think the truth can be delivered in a soft way the truth can be delivered you know cursing or whatever it is but I deliver it the way that I feel comfortable delivering it and when you tell guys the truth I think because everybody wants to hear it at the end of the day like I'm not here for telling you what you want to hear. You know, I'm here for, you know, when we when we take these guys, I said one of the first things we always talk about when we take these guys from their parents and their families, we want to make them better than when we got them. And the only way I can do that, or the only way we can do that is by being truthful and being honest, right? Um, and the delivery is just, again, it's my personality, right? Like, again, you got some guys that are more fiery. And again, I get a, I get a lot of compliments on, you know, my demeanor on the sidelines. And again, it's not, it's funny, man. One of the first, um, when the AD was, uh, when he called me in, in, in to his office and we, we were talking, when he was asking me if I wanted to, you know, be the, the interim head coach, um, one of the first things he asked me was about my sideline demeanor, you know, um, I was, and I was, I was, I was surprised that he asked me about that. Um, but that was one of the first things he asked me. And I remember being overseas and 
my general manager and my president overseas, they wanted me to be uh, like one of those guys that were yelling and screaming and, you know, because, you know, they have a lot of the, the Serbian coaches and the Croatian coaches overseas, man, they are real fiery and they yell a lot and they, I mean, they hit players, you know, and wow. yeah. And, and so I was always trying to explain to those guys that, you know, I can't be somebody else. I, I got to be who I am, you know, and, um, and now that I'm over here, you know, uh, again, the, the same thing that they were telling me I needed to change is the same thing that I'm getting praised for here, you know? And so I think this goes back to, you know, you got you have to be who you are, right? And when you, you, it's easy to be somebody, it's easy to be somebody else. Um, and it, you can do that for a little while, but at the end of the day, your true colors are going to come out. Um, and so for me, I'm more comfortable being who I am and, 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 and not trying to be who, who somebody want me to be. No doubt. Well, Lavelle, thank you for your time tonight, man. Cause I know it's a game, but that's for a game since the time we were, man. But I definitely want to have you on the show against people to hear about your story, man, because you, you know, you are a good dude, man. You're doing good things for your team. And I want people to hear about your team, what you're doing, because I'm watching from afar and I'm cheering like hell for you, man. And I know listeners are as well. They enjoyed our last chat we had this summer. Man. I wouldn't have to get you back on. And if you know about what you're doing with the Bearcats and Bill Binghamton, man, the Green's doing good up there, my brother. Yeah, man. Listen, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Um, it's, 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 again, I remember when I, you know, when you, when you first reached out and we got on, I was in the office. It was like first couple of days in the, in the office. And here I am now in a hotel um, getting ready to play a game tomorrow, you know, so um come a long way still a long ways to go but again we we building something here uh we we we, we doing it with hard work and that, that's the only way we know how to do it so again man definitely appreciate you for having me on your on your platform um it's it's, it's much appreciated anytime brother folks it's lavelle Sanders on the boss bed show bringing them bear cats should them on the market night against tony brook For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.